Hey, everybody, Mike Rothman here, General Manager of Textrome Research with another episode of Textrome Research Review. I am joined, as always, by Mitch Ashley. Mitch, how are you? Good. Always good. We've had a lot of great events here recently and looking forward to some more. We have some great projects on the books, so yeah, happy know, to be doing this work, you know? Aren't, aren't you're supposed to slow down over the summer, right? Take a little bit of a break, a little bit of a holiday, do this. And it it seems that, you know, we've kind of been a little bit on the pylon, you know, kind of, of thing. And again, this is a first world problem for sure. I am yeah. certainly not complaining about it, no. right? But it just, it does seem that that this summer is, uh, uh, you know, pretty intense in terms of what we see coming down the pike and just the number of events that we have. And, you know, for me, getting ready for Black Hat and, and getting ready to teach uh, uh, the cloud security course that, that I'm going to be teaching once again, probably mm-hmm. my seventh or eighth year doing that uh, at this point. Um, so what do we want to talk about today? So what you'll see by the time this hits TechStrong TV and you guys can all see it, we will have had the Cloud Native Now show. And one of the things that we did in the Cloud Native virtual conference was go through our Cloud Native trends and, you know, have some accountability and really talk about what worked, what didn't work, you know, where were we off, where were we on and what made sense moving forward from a change standpoint. And one of the things that we kept getting around to was the skills gap, right? You know, we've got all these new technologies, obviously TechStrong is focused around a lot of these new innovative technologies, starting with DevOps and then went into security and then what was containers. And now we've redubbed cloud native now, to you know, really talk about the much broader cloud native migration and, and where folks are moving from that standpoint. We recently launched AI, right? Because techstrong.ai is really focused on the, where artificial intelligence is playing in, in all of these things. And every so often, you know, I'd say it's probably once or twice a month, I'll have somebody reach out who has more of a traditional IT background and says, you know, I listened to your thing, whether it's the research review or one of your, you know, virtual conference presentations or somebody speaks somewhere. Uh, and I would love to break into this business and this business could be security, right? That's where I get most of my questions. Mitch, I would imagine a bunch of folks approach you on cloud native and and DevOps and a lot of these things. So I thought this week we really want to dig into if you're a practitioner, if you're really trying to refresh your skills and try to move to where the puck is going to be, right? In the old Gretzky, Gretzkyism, mm-hmm. um, you know, skate to where the puck is going to be, not to where it is. Um, how do we do that, right? How do we get towards it uh, and, and really put yourself on a trajectory to take advantage of some of these new technologies and new capabilities where we do have such a huge skills gap? You know, I think it's sometimes it's hard to pull out of the lane that you're in, right? You're, you're, because that's the world you're working in and then you know so well. And also it pulls you back because you've got day-to-day and big responsibilities and things like that. One of the things that has always helped me is, yes, I have to do my day-to-day job, but think about, so what is changing and why in our world, whether I, it's in security or not, right? So to me, it starts with software is now part of the business strategy. Matter of fact, the business strategy is built on the organization's yeah. ability to deliver, operate in the cloud, 
uh, evolve, uh, maybe even be more resilient around the software, experiment with new products and ideas and features. And a lot of the business just wants to be more agile and software is there because it's just not a back office function anymore. It's part of the strategy. Now, whether you're doing it all yourself, probably not. You're doing it with a lot of partners and such. So if you're a security person, um, your world's already changed that way, right? How many, how many software doodads, appliances are we using in a cloud provider, even in our own data centers, right? There aren't as many rack and stack boxes uh, as there used to be. It's software modules that get turned on with orchestration. So kind of think about what is, so So, what's going to happen in my world? I see this happening elsewhere. Is that, that going to happen in ours too? And what would sort of set me up to be ready for that? Or maybe I can help make that change even better, be one of the people to help help that happen. No, that's right. So, so I think part of it is really understanding how these new technologies are impacting the business strategy and therefore the technology strategy. So there's part of it, which is just an understanding of your business uh, and where things are going. But I, you know, I, I also, again, you know, a lot of folks just are trying to say, do I take a boot camp? Right. Is that how I learned to DevOps? Do I open up a cloud account, just start playing around and doing, you know, some of this online workshopping, you know, type stuff? Do I try to volunteer with an organization and and, you know, do some app dev uh, on on that front or, you know, try to help folks, you know, get a Kubernetes uh, environment started up or, or spun up, right? So that's kind of where I, I want to poke a little bit too, okay. which is, you know, where do you develop these technical skills? Again, you, you assume that you've got at least a little bit of a background. We're not talking about somebody coming out of, um, you know, a totally non-technical position and going, okay, I want to be a DevOpser, right? You know, this is somebody who's been, maybe they're a traditional app dev, maybe they're a networking person on-prem, maybe they're a security admin, uh, maybe there's some type of IT ops person and, and they want to start getting immersed in some of these new technologies uh, that their business may not necessarily have embraced quite yet, or maybe has done it as part of a skunk works, but they see that it's going to become more general purpose over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're sort of, you, you've been, you've been to the, uh, you've logged onto the console before you've been to the dashboard, That's you, right. you know, you've used some of those tools somewhere in your, in your history, if not today, uh, this is just, just for me, I'm, I am a tactile learner doing it. I learned so much more by, okay, I can theorize about it, talk about it, you know, pontificate about it, but I learn so much more just doing it. That's why I've got Docker and Kubernetes and 80 other things running on my laptop and it's so dang slow. I have to stop everything to do videos, right? And some of it is like real things that I'm working on for, for our business, but other is like, okay, what is this? How does it work? Um, I think I've told this story before and probably about 2000. 11 or so I had my network. I took over an IT group. I had my network engineer, senior, most guy, excellent, awesome network engineer come to me and say, what should I be learning? I'm getting ready to go to Cisco now and kind of think about what I should, I, what should I be looking for? And, and I told him, well, I don't know that you're going to need to do this as your job every day, but you need to learn Python. Me like, Gave me the four eye look. Of course, I had my glasses on, so I had four eyes. <laughs> but but I said, because everything's moving to software, I think you're knowing a little bit about software. Not you may never write any code, just kind of get an idea of what this writing code is about. And so you kind of relate to the software you're trying to manage and the the scripts and all the stuff that you may be putting together in the future. 
And he came back from Cisco now. He goes, yeah, it's exactly right. They just told us they're starting this boot camp thing on, on Python. So th- that's, again, it's, I don't think it's to learn Python, for example, or Go or Node or whatever you want to learn. Yeah. I think it's just understanding that world, right? It's kind of putting someone else's shoes on for a little bit and just saying, okay, I, I see what this is about. Yeah, agreed. And and I think one of the things that's been so um, democratizing about the cloud is that you can get a free account, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, Azure, if you do if you sign up for Microsoft, thing, they'll give you $200 worth of credits that you get to use over six months or something like that. Um, AWS has a free tier that you can use for, you know, at least a year to do a, a lot of different things. And, and remember, and, and one of the things that came out of a uh, recent pulse meter that we did, I don't know if it's launched yet, but it will be soon. Um, I think it was the one we did on backup and recovery, but we asked how many uh, and what platform are they using for Kubernetes? And the leading two platforms were, and again, this is going to shock everybody, right? Um, Elastic Kubernetes service, that's an AWS service, and uh, Azure Kubernetes service, which is obviously the Microsoft Azure service. So, and again, if folks are doing Kubernetes, in a lot of cases, they're using the managed environment on the part of the cloud providers, and you can get a free account and start playing around with these technologies ahead of time. Each of these cloud providers has a number of different workshops that they provide as part of their training things. You can find a lot of cool stuff on the internet. So I, I agree. I mean, I think that, that you know, kind of the tactile piece of this is, is important. And obviously, if it's part of your day job, they're going to make sure that you're trained in order to do that. But remember, they're looking at a whole mess of people and they're going to go, well, which one do we want to send through training? Which one do we want to put down and and have walk this path towards a cloud native future or towards a DevOps you know type of future? If you've done a little bit of work ahead of time, right? If you've started that process and you're again, you're not going to be 100 there, but if you're 15 20, 25 of the way there, understanding these technologies, starting to play with them, you look like a lot better candidate. You are showing that initiative to go and start to build out, you know, your personal skill sets and employers take note of that, right? Mm-hmm. And if you were in a situation, I know, it, and it's, it's it's been very tough for some folks, especially coming out of high tech, um, where there have been just a ton of layoffs. And if you're looking to um, get into a new position and really kind of change the trajectory of your career that way, it becomes all the more important that you have that hands-on skill. Now, folks are going to be willing to train you if you have, you know, kind of the right outlook and, and kind of a learning mindset. But having some of that experience in, hey, I've been playing around with this stuff. Look at what I built I made this, you know, kind of again demo application, whatever it is. That again gives them gives an employer a sense that one, you're a serious person and you're making an investment in yourself, right? And two, the learning curve is not going to be as steep as it's going to be with some folks because again, you know, we just don't have enough folks that have these kind of capabilities that can step in and be productive on day one. Organizations know they're going to have to train up. Uh, a number of folks. But again, if you're starting from zero, that's one type of training. If you're starting from 25 or 30%, that's a different kind of training. And I think that latter is is far more attractive to uh, a number of employers. You know, one of the questions I, I used to ask security and network engineers when hiring folks for those teams is tell me about your home network. 
And the, yeah. the folks that would say, oh, man, I've got four racks and I've got this and that, a Cisco that and, a, you know, whatever, uh, yeah, Palo Alto this and this firewall. And I'm trying this right now and I'm working with uh, Linux a little bit more, trying to figure it out. That's who I want to talk to. Right. Now it's like you those answers are, well, actually, I'm in Azure and I just started using right. <laughs> Kubernetes and I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure about that because I'm kind of figuring out the, the I got the container thing down and I downloaded a whole bunch of open source and I know how to build packages through the package manager and set up yeah. new uh, containers and okay. Great. That's not going to be your job, but that is what you're working in. That's, I love that answer. That's right. And, and, and uh, you, you know, the folks cheat. that say, I have a router and a laptop. Okay. Right. And so what do you do in the cloud? And if it's not those things, then mm, probably. I'm here, you know, show up at the front door of the cloud provider. I'm here, you know, with <laughs> the router. <laughs> yep. I can't tell you. And, 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 your, and your serial cable. <laughs> yes. Your console cable. <laughs> your your nine pin cable going exactly. in the back of the yeah. Cisco. I'm here. Let's go. Okay. The blue cable. Hey, hold on. I got the time machine in the back, so we'll we'll be happy to send you. Yeah, you know, to 1992. Uh, you'll, you'll be relevant uh, at that point. All right, maybe even in, into the 80s. Uh, but but you know, I think that whole learning mindset is really critical, right? And that's always been how I've hired too. Right? And, and, you know, for all positions, it's really not just about what you know now. It's about what you do to develop your own personal skill set. Mm -hmm. What are you doing to invest in yourself? Right. What are your interests? Uh, what kind of stuff do you read? And, and listen, I mean, the reality is I don't necessarily expect everybody to read, you know, kind of wily textbooks, you, you know, all day that again, that'll make you old uh, to begin with and your eyes will start bleeding. Right. But, you know, it's just, to find well-rounded individuals, you know, find folks with, with varied interests, find folks that want to, you know, gain and, and build up their knowledge uh, over time. Um, I think that's really, you know, kind of the important stuff. And, and listen, that's not to say that there's not a position for folks that like to, I'll kind of say it, and this really isn't meant in a derogatory way, right? But they want to punch the clock. Right. They come in. They want to come in at 901. Right. They want to be out at 501 and take their one hour lunch break. And that's OK. Right. And, and when we went through this, I mean, you remember, you, you know, back when we had, you know, in at the turn of the century, you know, we had a whole bunch of folks that were trained up on mainframes and we could everybody could see, yeah, we're going to get through this Y2K thing. And then these big irons are, you know, they're they're going to not go away. Right. But they're going to reduce in terms of, you know, kind of their importance with, within, you know, kind of the systems uh, environment. But those folks didn't want to change. Right. They didn't want to learn new stuff. They didn't want they knew what they knew. They they did it very, very well. And and they could be very consistent and predictable about what it was to do, what they're doing. And that's fine until it's not. Right. And you as an organization, you know, have to decide, yeah, you know, as long as we have those positions, that's great. You 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 do you. I'm not going to tell you you got to grow. I'm not going to tell you you need to, you know, go and learn new skills. But the minute I decommission that big iron or I outsource it or I do something else, then I've got an issue. Right. Because you're either going to move forward with where we're going or you're not. And Again, that's a choice. And I'm cool with whatever that choice is, right? This is not the point to say that, you know, that's not a great choice, but that kind of resistance 
you know, is there. And, and, you know, we still see it. And as more folks move towards DevOps and as more folks move towards cloud native infrastructure, you know, there's going to be that group of folks that, again, do IT ops for data center looking things and their world is, is going to contract. It has to, right? That's just where the trends are going. It's almost like it becomes its own um, specialty, but very narrowly, right? If if you enjoy what you're doing, you like what you're doing, you know, like, hey, I want to sink in five years learning, blah, right? I, I like what I'm doing. Maybe it's maybe it's continued to stay down the lane, but how do you work with the people that are doing the new stuff? Is there things that you can help? Because guess what? You know, we all said the main brains are going away. No technology in my career has ever gone away. There's a That's website. Right. Uh, that will load it's it's hard to version. find PDP 11s or WANs at this point. Well, but. well, but I, there's a website you can run every version of the Mac operating system from the very first version of it, an emulated version on this website and every, as every, every release that they did. Yeah, and you man. can just like, yeah, that's what it was like. You know, that's going back to 19, uh, what was it? 85, yeah, something right. like that. Somewhere in that range for 84. Yeah. 84. Cause mm -hmm. of, yeah. Um, so, but that stuff doesn't go away, but it's role. Well, we still need people that work on that stuff. Um, we still new apps still need to talk to the mainframe or the data or transactions coordinated across those. It's not that they're it's not that they're dead. It's just the investment in new apps and functionality is obviously going to be in other environments, along with what you need to do to keep you know what you have in an older environment current. Right. I think the worst thing is worst thing is being in an environment where there's zero funding to do zero with it. And all it is doing is getting older and more out of date and, you know, ready to fall over. And yep. you're keeping, you're keeping the alive with, you know, soldering iron. Yep. <laughs> Whatever no, that's doing. right. That's right. That's the hard part. I mean, I've had, I've had that situation before where it's time to, we have to upgrade and uh, people were thankful for it, but your I think your point's valid. Not everybody is on the hard right end of the learning yep. curve, learner yep. curve. Right. We all do it differently. So leverage what you're and, and again, we're not coming from a play of I'll speak for you. I'm not coming from a place of judgment from that standpoint. But the reality is that is a choice, right? And 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 managers and folks that run IT shops have to look at the resource allocations that they have, where their technology is going, and staff up accordingly. Yeah. So great. You know, we went, went through a bunch of that stuff. Are there good resources, Mitch, that you know of that folks should, you know, kind of pay attention to if they're interested in learning about DevOps or learning about cloud native infrastructure? Where, where would you point them? I think a great place to start is whatever cloud that you're in. If it's Azure, if it's um, you know, Google or you know, pick your favorite, maybe it's Oracle or it's um, Akamai even. All of those, all of those uh, organizations have great training resources for people both getting started and then more advanced things. So the nice thing about that is they're training on you on how to use containers in an AWS environment. So you're not having to kind of put all the pieces together yourself. Um, I would start there. I think that's a fantastic resource. And, I, and of course I have to pitch what we do is we share a lot of content, whether it's in video or in the yeah. written form. My third suggestion is find somebody to partner up. This week I had an interview. No, actually, I had I had a call with somebody 
Uh, I was talking about a totally different subject, and I asked him, by the way, are you doing are you doing IDE in the cloud instead of on your local machines and all that? Because this is getting crazy for me. And he says, Yeah, I, I am. So, so I asked him, I said, this guy's you know quite a lot younger than I am. I said, Would you mentor me on how to do that? Because I've got some questions. I don't know. I don't want to like burn cycles on problems I already solved. So find somebody either online, a friend, do it together with somebody, find somebody that, that you can ask questions of and they'll help you. Guess what? Nobody says, no, I won't help you. Everybody says, sure, I'm happy to help, right? Yeah, on, on the security side, I would I would echo that. I think that, you know, for key areas of, of understanding like identity and access management, like networking, um, you know, some cases that the Kubernetes, you know, services and those things, uh, AWS and, and Azure and Google to, to that degree also have real good, again, both documentation as well as, you know, kind of training materials that are hands-on in nature and run you through scenarios so that you're playing around in the environment. Uh, I will plug uh, if, if your organization uh, would support that. Uh, and you want to learn about cloud security, we do our introduction to cloud security class called Cloud Security Hands-On uh, at Black Hat. I, I'm teaching that in, in August. That's a great, I mean, you basically, we build a WordPress stack in AWS and we have an Azure version of it too. So we'll do the same thing uh, in Azure uh, and secure it. So you understand about how to set up identity and access management policies. You understand how to set up, you know, kind of firewall rules. They're called security groups or uh, network uh, rules. Uh, on on that in in Azure, you, you know, we we kind of build out and, and encrypt data. So there's just a, there are a number of resources that are out there so that you can get hands on, and that's really the big difference. Back in the old days, if you wanted to understand how to be a sysadmin on a Spark station, you, yeah, you're probably not buying a Spark station to sit, you know, in your basement, you know, back in the day, right? You just didn't do that. Nobody had the money to do that. It made no no sense. So you had to learn on the job. Now you've got these opportunities to learn um, really and, and get hands-on in a very inexpensive way. Uh, and I think that's to the betterment of, of everybody. Now, understand there are also a bunch of organizations that I will, I don't want to call them shysters, but you, you, you know, there's a lot of training stuff out there that's total crap. And they say it's, you know, hands on and all this. And you get somebody who really hasn't been there, done that. You know, they don't understand what they're doing. They're just following the manual. They're reading to you and, and they can charge you thousands of dollars for these courses. So buyer beware on that front. And again, I just don't think if you've got that hacker mentality, if you like to play around with stuff, just get in there, right? Start doing some stuff, start breaking things, uh, start figuring out how, how it works. Uh, and I think ultimately, not only will you be better off in your career, I think, you know, you'll, you'll have a lot more fun because th this stuff is just, again, it's really cool, right? It's just really cool that, you know, when we do our labs in the part of, uh, you know, we've got our first uh, instance going, you know, within the first two hours of class. Right. And you've configured it and you've, you know, kind of locked it down uh, and you just see people go, holy crap, you can like do that stuff. So uh, I would say definitely get hands on. Uh, look at your cloud providers as a great resource to uh, really facilitate some of that training. Uh, but, you know, if you want to be in this business for the next 10, 15 years, uh, that learner's mindset is is going to be absolutely critical for you.
Thank you. I'm glad you mentioned the workshops and and especially at, at events like you're talking about going to conferences. You know, and even I'll say the old trusted sources, and I don't mean old derogatively, <laughs> but you know, like Sands Institute, guess what? You know, they're keeping up because this is where this is going too. And so and then that's just one, right, that you can go to for for work workshops and training and and uh, things like that. So you can go to some very familiar and known places, just start looking for things you weren't looking for and saying, you know, I'd like to know a little bit about this. What's this generative AI stuff? How do I secure it? Is that on there? Maybe I'll find something like that on there. Exactly. Exactly. So good. So good. So I think, you know, again, folks have their marching orders. You do you. You want to stay in your box? No, no problem with that. We're not judging anything. You want to start to expand. There are lots of different resources to do that. Um, and, you know, obviously at TechStrong, we have a number of different opportunities for you to, you know, get hands on and do some workshops and, and just look for tech strong learning. Uh, we do have uh, events that happen, you know, pretty frequently that do give you the opportunity to uh, go a little bit deeper from the technology. And those are some of our more popular mm-hmm. events. So, so definitely keep a lookout for that. Mitch, what do we have coming up? We've got cloud native now probably happened already. So the next one would be data ops. Data ops day. Yep. Data Ops Day, right. I'm not, Day. you know, Beverly, who runs our events, would just have my head if I expanded it to multiple days. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just to put a plug, up. in uh, November, I don't know if we've released details yet, we'll be doing a uh, SecOps conference. We are. Uh, so, I wonder who would be driving that one. Um, I don't know. We better find somebody quick. <laughs> no, I think we know. No, I think we're too about SecOps. <laughs> we, might, we might have somebody that we could do that with. So, yeah. you know, pencil that in the calendar, mental note, whatever, like, hey, check out uh, techstrongevents.com for up in September. And I wanted to offer, you know, maybe, you know, if, if I if get deluged with requests, that's okay. Anybody wants to reach out, I'm happy to connect them with something. If you're looking for a resource of where do I learn this, how to, I, I, I don't, there, don't, there's a lot more I don't know, but I can certainly point you to some areas if I do know those. So, you know, email me at Mitchell at techstrongresearch.com and happy to reply to you and see if, if I can help. All right. Good, good. So with that, we will wrap up. We will see you next week on the TechStrong Research Review where I'll come up with some wacky topic that we can talk about, which <laughs> I just have no idea what it is quite yet, but we will figure it out between now know by the time we hit record. (laughs) All right. Thank you much. Take care, everybody. See you soon.